good to be in the presence of the Lord. Continue to pray for them. Continue to lift them up in prayer. Um, I know my uh, my mom had asked uh, that we would uh, pray specifically for her her, uh, her neighbor's child. Um, I do not know the child's name. I apologize. She could not recall it. Um, but this uh, two-year-old child uh, just recently received a, a uh, diagnosis of leukemia. And uh, the neighbor asked if we would pray. Amen. And so, listen, I know a God that is able. Yes. I know a God that can heal all manner of sickness and disease. And so, I want us this morning to take a moment to lift up this child. And if there are any other needs here today, why don't you just call them out right now as we pray and say, Lord, we present these to you and we're asking you to do miracles today. Hallelujah. Let's just pray right now. God, we thank you, Lord. God, that we know that you are able to do all things. All things are under your control. Lord, and your will be done in all manner of things in our lives, God. Lord, and I pray right now, God, Lord, for every sickness and every disease, God, every illness that is represented in this place today, God. Friends and family and neighbors and co-workers, God. Lord, whether it's leukemia or a headache, God, nothing is out of your control, God. Lord, nothing is beyond you. Nothing is too great or too small for you today, God. Lord, and we're asking you right now just to move in these lives, God. Lord, do miracles, God, in these people's lives, God. Lord, that your glory would be seen, God. Lord, that your name would be exalted. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Yes, God. Lord, we lift you up and we praise you, God. We give you thanks this morning, God. Lord, the prayer will be answered even right now, God. Lord, the answer is on the way, God, and I thank you for it. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we ask these things in your wonderful name, the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We're going to uh, get into the word this morning, and I'm not going to, to, uh, to ask you to remain standing for all of the, the scripture reading today. You may be seated. It is good to see all of you. Hopefully everybody is uh, enjoying this season. Hopefully you're ready for this uh, little bit of uh, cooler weather that's coming. I, I, I looked and they're saying that, that we're not going to be over 70 all, all week. Man, I tell you what, now that's just downright cold for 
I, I can remember going water skiing on Christmas Day now. I don't want to go out there at 70 degrees and go water, water skiing. You know, let back up in the 80s and, you know, maybe I'll think about it. <laughs> but no, it's, it's good to have this respite from the, from the heat, from the humidity. Amen. You know, God's just blessed us this year. Amen. 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 Thank Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is good to have our, uh, our our guest with us today. Sister, it's good to have you here today. Thank you. Evelyn Lewis, it is good to have you. Amen. And you're from Orlando? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, it is good to see and you. And I want to give all kinds of praise. And I want to just give a little testimony. Amen. 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 If we all have a problem, we should take it to the Lord in prayer. No one else. That's right. Because if he can't do it, no one else can. That's right. Amen. That's right. He have been so good, so good to me that I don't know where to start. I wouldn't start because he knows. But I want to tell you something about this hat that I'm wearing. When my husband started to get sick, I went to my bed 12 the night. And about minister one, I was dreaming. My daughter, my daughter, my daughter. I want when you go to the sanctuary, you cover your head. <laughs> I want you walk with something that if someone asks you to pray for them on the street, you have something to cover your head. Because hmm. when it happened, and I said, I like to show my pretty hair and go to the hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing no hat. Honey, I go back to sleep, 4 o'clock in the morning, I heard. My daughter, my daughter, this is me, Jesus. I want you to do what I say. Cover your head when you go to the sanctuary. Walk with something. If someone comes to you in the street to pray. I say, oh, Lord. So my house is full, but nothing but hats. <laughs> <laughs> Every clothes that I put on, I have something to match it. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And people been really meeting me on the street and asked me to pray. And not only that, if you come to my house, they say, huh, whatever you did, it worked for us. How much you want me to? I say, God never tell me to charge people. <laughs> That's right. But you know what they do? They say, where you live? And I told them, sometimes I come out, a lot of gifts is in front of my door. <laughs> one time I get seven blend of the same one. <laughs> I had to give them away. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. I'm just putting it out there that if you have a problem, you know yes. where to go. That's right. Amen. <laughs> My God is able to do all things. Amen. There is nothing that is out of His out of His reach. Amen. Oh, I tell you, that's a good testimony. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen. And you know what? There's something in that about obedience. Yes, it is. You know what? God never instructed you know all ladies to wear hats. But when He spoke to you in that dream, and He instructed you, I want to show my Exactly. But you know what? You were obedient to what God instructed you, and you look at God's faithfulness in response to our obedience. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. If you just be obedient to God, you watch how God pours out blessings on you. 
is from 2 a.m., 250 days in, and it's been working. And it said, the Spirit tell me to give it to someone. Give it to them if they reject it, that's their loss. That's right. Amen. So, Amen. I'm going to give you the last one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, there you go. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, thank you. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. I'm going to set it over here so I can do it. Yes. Amen. 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 And that is our ministry. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's your ministry. That is wonderful. Yeah. Well, today we are going to continue on yeah. with our Christmas carol series. Amen. Has anybody been singing any Christmas carols? Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. You know, I, um, I, I said something last week, and, and um, I, I had some people comment that as soon as I said it, it kind of brought a little anxiousness to them. And I promise I'm not saying this for anxiousness. I'm just saying this as a, a friendly reminder. You've got 14 days of shopping left. Oh, hope it's going Hopefully you've done what you need to do, and you can just enjoy the season that yes. we're in. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, today we are going to be talking about the Christmas carol, uh, Silent Night. Mm. And um, just for those that may not have been here, if you've ever wondered when Christmas carols first came about, the answer lies in the 14th century, although their beginnings date back even further than that. Um, it's thought that the midwinter songs existed to keep up people's spirits, along with dances, plays, and feasts. Christianity spread across Europe from the 4th century to the 14th centuries, and the first carols were produced by Franciscan friars. These carols took the form of a dance in a circle with linked hands and everybody singing the song. You know, I thought about, you know, we could do that today. We could all. <laughs> not seeing that. Okay. All right, we'll do that today. Um, huge numbers of Christmas carols survived from the 15th century, making it the best preserved aspect of English medieval music. Now, um, professor, professor Ronald Hutton believes that the dances associated with early carols died out as people just kind of got bored with them. Um, you see, because for a period, carols could be attached to any season. So there were carols that people sang at many different times of the year. Some were uh, you know, around Christmas, some were around the harvest, some were in the spring, just different times. Any time that, that people's spirits would kind of generally uh, start waning, they would have these carols that they would sing and they would dance and they would rejoice, trying to lift people's spirits. And so when you hear a Christmas carol, don't think about the shopping. Don't think about all the pressures and the, and, and the events and all of the things that are, that are, that are uh, vying for your attention during this season. Think about Jesus. Amen. Think about the real meaning of Christmas. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Today, like I said, we're going to look at the, the, the Christmas carol, Silent Night, and it is one of the most popular Christmas carols. 
Um, it's one that has been so many famous people have made their own recordings of this. Probably the most uh, famous, I believe it was by uh, a man by the name of Bing Crosby. Anybody ever mm -hmm. heard that name? I think, I think they said that his went up to uh, the number three uh, bestseller of him singing Silent Night. Um, now, many of you probably don't know the story behind the Carol Silent Night. Okay? Um, it was originally performed on the evening of Christmas Eve in 1818. A man by the name of Joseph Moore, a young Catholic priest at St. Nicholas Church in Austria, was in despair. The organ at his church had been incapacitated by mice and the chance of fixing the instrument before the evening service were looking slim. But he had an idea. <laughs> a few years before, he had written a rather beautiful poem called Still Night. So he asked a friend of his, a schoolmaster and an organist in a nearby town, to set this six stanza poem to music. That night, the two men sang Still Night for the first time at the church's Christmas service. While Moore played guitar and the choir repeated the last two lines of each verse. Good thing they didn't call the organ repairman earlier. <laughs> but after the organ repairman uh, had heard the hymn, he took the manuscript to the Tyrol region. Because it was sung by various folk groups from that region, Silent Night became known as a Tyrolean carol. The hymn's widespread use enhanced its popularity throughout Europe and North America during the middle 19th century. And without attributing the carol's composition to Moore or Gruber, who were the, the men that actually wrote it and, and put music to it, it was first published in 1938, but because of the efforts of Gruber's grandson, the author and composer were soon recognized. So whenever you hear the song Silent Night, you have a reason to be thankful for mice. <laughs> uh, I want to read the hint, the, this, uh, the, the, the words to this hymn, the lyrics to this song. Uh, this is the most common version. Now, like I said, there were originally six stanzas in German, and those were uh, uh, th those have been translated and, and kind of made to where they, they, they fit the music a little better, and they have been changed a little bit. And two of those stanzas have uh, typically been removed. It's kind of hard to even find them, and if you do, they're generally written in German. So I'm not going to try to... Uh, uh, relate those two. But the ones that we know, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from heavens afar, 
Heavenly host sing hallelujah. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. And the last one is silent night, holy night. Wondrous star, lend thy light. With the angels let us sing hallelujah to our King. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Amen. You know, I heard this song on uh, Thanksgiving Day, I believe it was this year, and I began to think about it. And I was, you know, we were driving along and I'm listening to it, and I don't know, my mind works different. Let me just say that, okay? <laughs> They're singing Silent Night, and I started thinking about the, the situation and what was going on. And I turned to my wife and I said, you know, they really should have named this the not-so-silent night. <laughs> it's interesting that this carol itself was birthed out of a chaotic situation, much like our Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want us to look today at what the Bible tells, about, tells us about that silent night or, as I said, maybe it was a not-so-silent night. Now, I'm going to read out of Luke chapter 2. And yes, I know. That's what Christmas is all about, Coach Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard that as I read from this, there were several people. I saw them back there at the appropriate spot. They, they turned to somebody sitting next to them and they said, and that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie. <laughs> It, it was made famous by that one little statement in that little cartoon movie. I want to read this for our, our listening pleasure this morning. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't do a good Linus impersonation, so I, I won't even try. But Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Now, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty amazing thing in itself. The king de decrees that all the world should be taxed. He, he has a, a, a monumental task that has been set, set out there. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was gover governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it goes on and it says, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them, and them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the sayings which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Such a beautiful account of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We, we, we read this at Christmas time and during this season and we, we rejoice in it. But a lot of times we overlook what's really going on in this situation here. We uh, just kind of give you a, a little a little background about Bethlehem, about the, 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 the area there. Bethlehem's located five miles south of Jerusalem. Uh, in the Old Testament period, it begun to, de to develop as a modern or a modest settlement along a crescent-shaped ridge on the border of the Judean hill country to the west and the Judean desert to the east. For centuries, the village mostly consisted of a cluster of homes accessed by a dirt road that branched off from the way of the patriarchs, the main north-south trade route between Jerusalem and Hebron that brought a significant amount of inter-regional traffic from Egypt, Arabia, and Syria. We'd call it a, a, a one-light town little dirt road for Main Street. Not very much there. But evidently there must have been some uh, there must have been some uh, days in and motel lates and, and some you know holiday ends and you know you name it. They had to have been there because there was traffic on that road, people traveling to Jerusalem and it was a stopping off point. The slopes of uh Bethlehem, surrounding hills and their adjacent fields provided fertile agricultural lands for harvesting wheat and barley, which likely gave the village its Hebrew name, which is House of Bread. These sloping hills also contained terraced orchards of olive trees, uh, exposed 
Patches of limestone bedrock were pocked with natural caves and large stretches of natural brush, all of which made the countryside around Bethlehem ideal for local shepherds to graze flocks of sheep and goat. One such shepherd from the village was a man by the name of David. who as a young man was anointed by the prophet Samuel to rule over Israel and who later came to symbolize prophetic hopes of the nation's future kingship. This little one-horse dirt road town was the home to what would become the king. And, And not only the king, but would be the, the one, the, the lineage of the Savior, right. Jesus Christ, yes. would come from. Right. Oh, just a little nothing of a town. We'd call it a little hole in the wall. A little dot on a map. That's all it was. Mm. But what significance there was. During the early Roman period, the village of Bethlehem seemed to have retained its agricultural character with a small population of religiously observant Judean families continuing to harvest its nearby fields and graze their flocks on the surrounding hillside. Under the reign of Herod the Great, though, these fields and grazing lands were incorporated into the larger economic hinterland of Jerusalem, the powerful temple city at the center of Herod's kingdom. Now, with that being the case, it's possible that much of the agriculture that was produced from around Bethlehem, as well as many of the sheep and the goats being raised there, were used to supply the various offerings, and sacrifices necessary for the Jerusalem temple, as implied later in rabbinic sources. Kind of interesting that that little town of Bethlehem is where they got the sheep from that were offered as sin sin sacrifices in the temple. Oh, and there was a day where a lamb was born. There was that sacrifice that would take away the sins of all mankind. Oh, it was a little nothing town, but its significance is beyond compare. And it was there where our story begins with the birth of this child, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm. Amen. So it is in it is in this mainly agricultural town that we find all of these people returning to the city of their origin to pay taxes to a king that they didn't even think was legitimate. My God. He was given the name the king of the Jews. Mm. But they didn't accept him as their king. 
They knew that he was not their king. There was a, a king that they were looking for. Yes. There was a king that was coming. Yes. But this man was not that man. Yes. This man was not the one That's sent right. from God to be their redeemer. This was not the Messiah that they were searching for. Not this king that called himself or was named the king of the Jews. Oh, but on this night, there was one that was born in that small little little farming community. Oh, that was the one that had been promised. That scriptures had prophesied about. That prophets had given words from the Lord and declared was going to come. It took place on this one particular night. This place on this night was no doubt crowded because it says there were no rooms available in the inns. The stables were full. The streets were crowded. No doubt people were not happy to be there. How many of you rejoice if you have to go pay your taxes? <laughs> how, how many of you, every pay period, when you get that pay stub or electronically you get it and you look at it and you see how much the government has, has withheld from your check for your convenience? <laughs> how many of you rejoice and say, oh, I'm so thankful, government, that you have done that and provide me with all your blessed services? <laughs> There's not one of us that do that. We go, I can't believe they're taking that much money out of my check. Honey, have you seen this? Do you know what we could do if we had that much more money every pay period? This is robbery. You know why it's withheld? Because if people actually had to pay attention to that amount, and send it in every pay period, they wouldn't do it. They'd revolt and they'd say, no way am I giving you that much money. You better tighten your belt. We got a recession on and it's happening to you too, government. You know all that foolish spending? Oh, oh wait a minute. Let me get off of that. Let me just get off of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I got distracted. Forgive me. I'm sure that those people were not happy that they had to travel. They had to stop what they were doing. They had to travel to that city so that they could pay taxes to a king that they didn't even recognize as being their king. They were tired. They, they, they didn't want to be there. No doubt they were hungry from the trip. It was crowded. That does not make for a good mood in a city. That makes people on edge and anxious. Nothing worse than a traveler that's tired and hangry. Woo. Man, get out of their way. Just let them go. I believe that Mary and Joseph were, were in a city where that was taking place. And they're trying their best to find some place where they can spend the night. Some place where they can lay their head to rest because Mary was about to give birth. Something was happening. And she was like, Joseph, you got to find some place. 
I've walked all this way, and this baby's about to come. That's right. You better get me to a room somewhere. That's right. mm. Not what I would call a quiet, a calm, a silent night. You know, we think about that song, and, and we, we think of it's just they're out in fields and there's no noise around. It's silent. All that can be heard is the, the, the gentle lowing of the cattle and the sheeps quietly. Just, just hear that. That's, they're, they're looking up and there's the beautiful night sky. And it's peaceful and it's serene. That's a beautiful picture. That ain't it. <laughs> Listen, I I've been around too many animals. Animals are that they, they have this herd mentality. And if you're not a part of their herd, they're gonna fight. They're going to they're gonna kick and fight and mess with one another and try biting one another. and They're going to make all kind of racket. All the stables were full because there were donkeys and, and all these other animals that were there. They were so close together. They were crowded in. The, the rooms were over full. There were people looking for places today. I just want you to imagine this in your mind. Try to get this picture today. You've gone to a little small one horse town where you had to go. You were required to go there to pay a bill. You couldn't just mail it in. You, you couldn't use PayPal. You had to take it in person. You had to go meet with a government official. You know that's going to be inefficient. <laughs> There's going to be a line, I can promise you. No doubt there were, there were greater numbers of Roman soldiers parading the streets because they were there to make sure that, you know, listen, these people are carrying cash on them. We don't want robbers and thieves to come and take what we're fixing to rob and thieve from them ourselves. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. That slipped out. They, they didn't want competition. But, you know, I mean, everywhere they went, there were crowds of people. There, there were, you know, there, there, were, there were no rooms. The, the, the restaurants were full. The grocery shelves were, were depleted because people needed food. They, they, they needed food for their animals and they didn't have food to get. All of it was taken. And so they're, they're tr trying to, you know, rummage around and find something. They're, they're not happy. They're angry. They're, they're frustrated. That's the situation that they were in. And it's in the midst of this chaos that the baby Jesus is born. Now, thankfully, those shepherds were out away from the city a ways, and, and they were able to, to, to see the angels and, and to hear when that message came. But, you know, even the shepherds played a part in some chaos. Because when the angels came and announced the birth of the Savior, they said, hey, we got to go check this out. 
We want to go see this for ourselves. And so they went into the city and they were looking around. No doubt they're asking people, hey, where's there? There's some people in a stable that had a baby. I, where are they at? Where are they? I want to go to this, this manger and see this child. They find him. They see it with their own eyes. And what do they do? They go around rejoicing and telling everybody that they can. Hey, 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 there was a baby born. It's the Savior. You know that Messiah that we've been looking for? He was born tonight. He's here. He's right here in our town. He's been born. It's happened. They were excited about it. Now, you have to think about this for a moment, but the king that, they, that, that has decreed that I want these taxes, he's already paranoid about somebody usurping his throne. Yeah. History tells us that he has been so paranoid about that that he's even accused members of his own family and he's had them punished, he's had them executed, he's had terrible things done. He doesn't want another king. And here's these shepherds running around with all these soldiers in the streets going, there's a king that was born. There's a king that was born. That king we've been looking for, he was born tonight. Oh, I'm sure there was some, some anxious moments with some people there in that city going, Hush, hush, that's wonderful. Hush. We don't want them to hear. Stop yelling. Listen, it'll be all right. Just be quiet. That's wonderful. Thank God for that. But shh. We don't want the soldiers to hear. Mm. It's amazing. That our Savior was born in such a uh, into such a chaotic situation. <sighs> There's a scripture here in Isaiah chapter nine, one of the prophecies about this child. It says, for every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Into the middle of chaos, the Prince of Peace was born. We have a saying that, that, that we say sometimes that talks about it's the sick that need a physician. Well, it's those that are in chaos that need a Prince of Peace. Amen. It was not by accident that Jesus was born on this night, in this town, in this situation, and in the midst of this turmoil and, and chaos. It wasn't by accident. Jesus, the one that brings peace, 
must be born into a chaotic situation. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. I want you to think back about your life before you came to Christ. You had some chaos going on, didn't you? Yeah. I can remember the night before I got back in the church when I was 21 years old. I can remember that night laying in my bed. All kind of things going over in my mind. All kind of things. Am I going to stay here? Am I going to leave? What am I going to do? How is this going to play out? There was chaos going on in my, in my mind. Oh yes, things had, had come to a point where I needed to make a decision. And we talk about that fight or flight. I was going through that in my mind. And I was trying to determine, what am I going to do? Oh, and thank God that I had the, 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 the help of God to, to bring me to that right place. Oh, that I could make the right choice and let the Prince of Peace speak into my life and bring peace in the midst of chaos. I didn't give in to the, to the thoughts and the desires that the enemy had placed in my mind to flee and say, no, I don't want any part of it. But I, I knew in the depths of my heart that, listen, if there's ever going to be any peace, it's going to be through God. This world can't offer me peace. It's wanted Jesus is the peace. You know, when we talk about Jesus being the Prince of Peace, He didn't come to bring peace like people expected Him to bring peace. The Jewish people were looking for a, a, a king that would come on the scene and would set up an earthly kingdom and would restore the world and make everything right here on earth. But Jesus addressed this. Luke chapter 12 verses 49 through 51 tell us, I am come, these are the words of Jesus, okay? These are the ones you know written in red. I am come to send fire on the earth. And what and what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay but rather division. Oh, see, we, we think about Jesus coming and bringing peace on earth, and He does. He brings peace to those that will accept what He is offering if they'll be obedient to Him. Oh, but He, he has not come to bring peace here on earth the way many men think about it. See, there is a, a battle. <laughs> There's a battle that is raging. 
Isaiah 9 and 5 says, For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Oh, that burning and that fuel of fire is the fire of the Holy Ghost that comes and burns away the bonds of sin. It restores and renews. It purifies. That fire of the Holy Ghost that the power of God fills us with is what changes us. It's what separates us. It's what sets us free from the bonds of sin. See, Jesus has come into the world that is under attack from an adversary, the devil, Satan. And he has not come to enter into a peace treaty with Satan. He has come to wage war against what he is doing. He has come to take back the things that Satan has stolen. He has come to destroy the curse that sin brought on this world. He's waged war and there's a battle that's raging even today. Those that are going to receive Jesus and follow his plan of salvation... They're going to experience the peace that the Prince of Peace brings. That's right. Hallelujah. But those that refuse it, they're going to be confused and confounded. And ultimately, they will be cast into darkness, the scripture tells us. See, it's not about peace here on earth. It's about a spiritual peace that Jesus brings that restores us back to Him. That's why He is called the Savior. That is Christ the King. He has come to save us from the curse of sin. To save us from the bonds of iniquity. To set us free from the the control of the enemy. The things that he has tied us to. He's come to break those chains and to bring liberty to those that are captive. It's a wonderful Christmas carol. Yes, it is. But it's very idealistic. Oh, trust me, I'm not going to stop singing, and I love the song. I like it. Like I said, I I love the imagery. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus came and was born knowing that, you know what? This is a battle that's already been won. I know the end. I know how victory is going to take place. And that is by me being born the Lamb of God in the city of David. And I'm going to be provided to that temple. And I'm going to be sacrificed. I'm going to shed my blood for the redemption of all men, for every sin, for all mankind, for all of eternity. Resurrection and, and and him as he ascended, sending back 
the comforter. Yes. You talk yes. about the Prince yes. of Peace. Yes. That's what he does is when he, when he sends the Comforter, yes. that gift of the Holy Ghost yes. comes and resides within us. That's yes. why the Scripture talks about us being able to have peace that passes all understanding. Yes. It doesn't make sense that in the midst of, of you know cancer diagnoses, in the midst of hopeless situation, in the midst of family turmoil, that we can have peace of mind and say, you know what? I've got confidence. I've got trust and faith in my God that He's got it all worked out. And whatever He does, it's going to be right and it's going to be the best and I can stand firm and I can know that my God has never one moment relinquished control of this earth. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what you're battling today. I don't know what's going on in your life. But Jesus is the answer. Oh, and He can answer anything that you're facing. Yes. I got a scripture that validates what you're saying. Okay. And this is at uh, John 16. Okay. Uh, let me go. Starting from verse 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expected for you that I go away. For if I go away, okay, the comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Yes. Thank God. He went. Yes. He, he ascended back up to heaven. Yes. And he didn't just leave us here comfortless. That's what the scripture says. He could have easily said, you know what? I went to the world and there were so many people down there that rejected me. Well, fooey on them. <laughs> I'm not messing with them anymore. But he said, oh no. Even if it's only one, I promise that I'm going to send a comforter to them. I've got a way of escape for them. And I'm going to see it through. And whosoever will can partake of that. Acts 2.38 calls it out so clearly. The plan of salvation. That repentance. Yes. The baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Yes. He calls that out and he says, You do that, and there will be peace and a rest upon you. Yes. My Spirit, the Holy Ghost, will guide you. Yes. It will teach you. Yes. It will direct you. Yes. It will help you in all things. Yes. And you'll have peace that this world can't understand. Yes. tells us, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Oh, from the moment he was born, that, that kingdom that, that he established as being king over. 
All eternity. There is no one that will ever usurp him. There's no one that will ever kick him off of the throne. God is the God for all of eternity. That's right. And one day, we're going to have the privilege of ruling and reigning with him, living forever, eternally, in his kingdom, under his rule and his blessedness. Forever to be in his presence. Hallelujah. 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 I want to close this today with just four simple words. Choose Jesus. Receive peace. Amen. Today, no matter what you face, all you have to do is call on that wonderful name of Jesus and allow the peace speaker Yes. The Prince of Peace yes. to move Hallelujah. into your situation yeah. and watch how things begin to turn. Things Amen. begin Amen. to change. Hallelujah. And the power of God Hallelujah. is released into your life. Yes. 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 Thank you, Lord. Why don't we just take some time right now and let's just begin to worship Him. If you're here today and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is available here today. All you have to do is repent of your sins and call on his name and he will fill you with his spirit. If you're here and you have needs, God is here to answer your needs today. Let's just lift them up before him. Let's take some time and worship him today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord.